Previously on Woman to Woman. Because it's all measured up against the Word of God. And it's not measured up against anything or anyone else but what God has said about it. And that's where we have to live our lives every day. And that's what the Bible tells life. that's what the lifestyle of faith is. Do you live your life based on what you say you believe? And what are you believing? Because you have to find out if what you're believing is the correct way. And when you go, you're going to find that out by going to the Word and spending time praying in the Holy Ghost. That's the only way you can find it out. You can't find that out in a divorce court. You can't find that out by watching TV. You won't be able to find it out because these people get paid to act like, do this acting, all this stuff on TV. They don't, they, they've been married five, six, seven, 12, 13 times. You know, and, and you're, you're trying to build your life after it. They're getting paid. Where's your money? You're not getting paid for that. So you need to, you need, their lives are a wreck. Yes. And you're trying to live like them. You can't live like them. Live like God. Live the life that God has lived for, uh, has uh, directed for us to live. We're supposed to, well, we're not supposed to be. We are created in his image. We're supposed to be like him. And that's what we're, our life down here is, is about. It's becoming more and more and more and more about uh, like God. And the more we become like him, the more people we're going to, the more souls we will win because people are, when they get to know God, they love him. And if they know him through us, then we're going to be able to lead them to the Lord. And guess what? When we lead them to the Lord and we get the gospel preached to this whole world, we can get out of here and go live with God forever. So, you know, just pull yourself together and get your, get your act, act right and do the thing that's necessary to become the strong Christian and the strong woman, the holy woman that God has called you to be. And, we'll and there's be, no better yeah. way, Pastor yeah. Deborah, to live than in the yes. abundant life that Jesus, Jesus made available. Yes. This is his promise. I've come to give you life, John 10, mm -hmm. and life more abundantly. Well, we can't do it yeah. if we deviate from God's way. And I always tell our church people this. I've said this many times. You can't follow God's voice or follow his way if you're biblically illiterate. Yeah. <laughs> we have to make ourselves again students of the scripture. We've got to yeah. know what's in the book. I heard a man say one time, a man of God that I greatly respect, say, marry the book. You've got to marry the book before yes. you worry about who you're going to marry in the natural. You know, know the way of God, know his purpose, know his plan, know what he says about women, know what he says about men, know what yes. he says about character, lifestyle, prayer, all yes. of those things, when you have the word in you and you commit, as yes. pastor's been saying, to do it, when you do that, you'll be founded upon a rock. Because listen, storms come to every person's yes. life. Storms, challenges. You could have two wonderful people that love God, mm -hmm. but storms can hit their life. Storms can hit a marriage. Storms can hit a family. They can yes. hit people's children. And when that happens, if you're founded on the word of God, Jesus said it, Matthew 7, 
your foundation will stand. Yes. You'll make it through. And so become married to the book first. Yes. Marry what God said. And when you do that, undoubtedly, you will be found on a rock in times of trouble. Yes. There's no doubt about it. And it works every time. That's the thing I love, Pastor, yes. that we can rely on the scriptures. And it fills you. You mentioned something so powerful about the want to. Mm -hmm. Here's what happens. Faith comes by hearing mm -hmm. and hearing by the word of God. The want to comes as faith is built in your heart. That's right. So, you know, when faith is built in your heart, you don't want to do anything else. You don't right. want to not obey God. You don't you love him. You love his heart. So you're not going to go marry a bad boy or you're not going to yeah. find yourself in that lifestyle. You'll automatically know because the Holy Spirit in us, when, when the word's in us, the Holy Spirit teaches us all things. Jesus said that. He would bring to our remembrance yes. everything that Jesus taught. So you would never even consider dating a man that's mm -hmm. married if you have the word in you. You would say, that's dirty. That's yes. terrible. That's that's wrong. That's not right. I'm hurting people. You will know yes. because the faith is in you and you'll want to do the right thing. Yes. Amen. Praise God. We could have just stayed on this question the whole time. But it's a great question. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go to the next one and hopefully uh, you will uh, get the necessary counseling that you need so that you have somebody that can stand with you in whatever you're going through to deal with this and come out victorious. Amen. The next question is, how can I forget the hurt I've experienced in my marriage? The Bible tells you that you have to forgive. You have to forgive and you have to forget. You, because um, it's not hurting, it's hurting only you. Now one of the, uh, you know, one of the things that, um, that we deal with as women is, um, I know a big thing now is people are saying that they're going through verbal abuse and uh, the things. Now, let me tell you how to get over verbal abuse and to get over the hate. You find out what God says about you and you say what God says about you. And when you get to the place that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know how God sees you, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, there's nobody in heaven or hell that convince you that you are not the anointed woman of God and that you can have victory over any situation. Doesn't matter what your spouse says to you. It, it, well, it does matter, but it doesn't matter to you as far as you getting to the place where you're so beat down because this person is constantly um, coming up against you. Listen, if you get to the place where you know and you are continually saying what God is saying, to you, you are continually um, repeating the word of God and confessing what God has said about you over yourself and doing what you need to do as far as what God has told you to do for your husband. God will take care of your husband. God will correct your husband. God will do what needs to be done to make sure that uh, your husband does right. Now, Bishop tells a story about, you know, how one time he went uh, to, to the church, to the altar, and he was complaining about me. And the Lord spoke up to him and said, watch what you say about my daughter. Now, when he came home and told me that, I heard what the Lord told him, but I also heard, watch what you say about my son. 
And see, if you're not spending the time with God that you need to do, you are, uh, you're not understanding that when you attack another person, you're attacking God. Because God, the Bible says God loves the world. That's why we can't just, just act crazy to whatever, whatever somebody is doing because God loves that person. And you could, you could slow up the ministry to that person by how you react to something. So we have to make sure that we are in the place we need to be so we can be used for what God wants to use us. We are so busy trained on ourselves or what somebody's doing to us that we're not prepared to do what God is calling us to do for others. Yes, right. it hurts for somebody to abuse or to verbally abuse you, but they can't verbally abuse you when you know who you are. Right. You, the minute they open their mouth, you know they're lying. So what, how do you deal with a lie? You don't, you don't fall apart because somebody's lying. You just say, okay, they're lying. You, close your, you just close your ears and pray in tongues under your breath till they get through. And you just tell them, I love you. God loves you too. And go on and do what you got to do. I, you know, one thing we have to recognize, there's a couple things I'll say on that is, first of all, it's so important mm -hmm. to remember we can choose. Yes. Okay, you can choose to regurgitate hurts, mm -hmm. rethink about and repeat to others what someone said or did to you. Yes. Now, this is by no means that if your marriage is truly abusive, you need to get help yes. and let someone help you sort out what is true abuse and what someone just told you is abuse. Right. Because there is a lot of things being said in this culture, again, that every time someone speaks to you a certain way or mm -hmm. maybe they have a fault that isn't, you know, we're not talking adultery and unfaithfulness and sexual sin, but maybe yeah. they have a behavior that you know, we all have things that make us imperfect people. And so you do need someone to help you sort yes. out the difference between true abuse and just a person's faults that sometimes you just got to get over. Yeah. And so there is a balance there, but we can choose whether mm -hmm. we want to keep reliving her yes. or whether we want to walk past her. And that applies far past a marriage. I know people who mm -hmm. will say, I don't want to get involved in a church because I was hurt by a controlling pastor. Um, I was, you know, I, I, I avoid this because I was hurt. Um, and really to mm -hmm. continue to live in hurt is a sin in and of itself. Yes. Um, because Jesus said he came to heal the brokenhearted. So either we don't trust that he can heal brokenheartedness, you know. Um, there's something that I pray over people many times when it comes to hurts in life. Mm -hmm. And the Lord gave me this, that... He is the God. You know, our, our soul is comprised of, comprised of five elements, mm -hmm. our intellect, our will, our emotions, mm -hmm. our imaginations, and our memory. Our memory is something mm -hmm. we can trust that God can clear our memory of experiences. Maybe you were abused as a child. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know that God can supernaturally remove memories from our life. And even though we are conscious of what happened, yes. God himself can make it as the hurt of it go away as yes. if that was somebody else that went through that. And so that's the supernatural God that we serve. But mm -hmm. we still 
Pastor Deborah, have to have the re the responsibility to choose to let go of it. Yes. If you keep repeating it to your friend or texting about it or calling someone on the phone yeah. or rehashing it in your mind, you're never going to be free from that. Yes. And the enemy is only going to come in and put his hooks in worse. So, you know, when those, so my thought, my suggestion to you, if you're, you know, how can I get past this hurt? When it comes up in your mind, yeah. and this is something I do, listen, in the ministry, pastors get hurt by congregation members that yes. maybe speak about them wrongly or something. Mm -hmm. I choose to say, you know what, I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm yeah. going to dwell on good. The Bible yeah. says what things are pure and lovely. Think on those things, Philippians says. So I tell myself, you're not going to think on that today. Yes. You're not going to repeat that to somebody today. Amen. You're not going to text anybody or call somebody and rehash that. Why do that? Mm -hmm. All that is doing is taking the root of bitterness and causing it to grow in your spirit. Right. And so I always just tell people, whether it's a marriage or a church situation or a mm -hmm. family member, maybe it's your in-laws, <laughs> you know, whatever, is choose not to dwell on hurt because right. choose faith. When you do, you'll find that God is supernatural enough to heal you of those things. Right. And the other thing, that, uh, the other thing too, is that Brent, well, Pastor Brenda said earlier, is that hurting people hurt people. So if you remember that those people are hurting people, you're, you know, if your spouse is hurting you and they're verbally uh, hurting you or whatever, he's, that person is hurting. And you cannot take a hurting person and allow him to put him or her put, to put their hurt on you. You, again, have that choice. I don't receive that. I receive what God has said about me. And then you have the responsibility to go back and double check with God to make sure that isn't in you. Okay? Because so you don't just automatically just throw away something that your spouse may have said to you. You just make sure that that isn't in you. And if it is, cleanse yourself of it. You know, just, you know, repent and cleanse it. If you have to go back and repent, uh, talk to your husband about it, or just, you know, you repent to them and be over it. Over it. You know, don't just, you know, put, put it up under the rug, you know, and act like you never were like that. You don't, you don't grow if you don't admit. If you're yeah. not honest with yourself and you won't admit that you have a problem in the area, you're not going to grow. Yeah. It's, the Bible tells you have to confess it in order to get forgiven for, for it. So you have to you have to admit it and deal with it, too. So you look, you have to look both ways, because so many times when we get in, you get into things, it's, it's a tip for tat. You know, you know, I'm not going to forgive you because you didn't forgive me. No, your forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person. It has to do with you and God. So you have to right. give, forgive them because God requires your forgiveness. Even if they don't ask for your forgiveness, you have to ask, uh, you have to forgive them because whether or not you forgive them doesn't hurt them. It hurts you. If you don't I do think, too, yeah. you know, if I'll just interject, if um, mm -hmm. I can say this as well, you know, it's so important because isn't that what the Bible says? It talks yes. about giving more than taking. Yes. And again, back to the culture, the culture 
is like, what is it in it for me? Yeah. And what it, except God is saying, what can I give? You know, I think, you know, as women, mm -hmm. you know, we got to remember, and if it's okay, I'll just make kind of this funny. You know, we got to give the men a lot of credit. Mm -hmm. You know, we women are emotional and we have all kinds of different feelings. You know, I told our church one time, you know, give the men a little bit of credit. Women are either menstruating, pregnant, or in menopause. I mean, it's like this, <laughs> it's up and down. And the thing of it is, is we have to make sure we're also not contributing to our mm -hmm. husband's bottled up anger, that we're not driving the man. I, yeah. I think again, going back to first Peter three, when it says it's your behavior, you know, what can we do to serve? What can we do to sometimes just be quiet? Yeah. Think about that. When it comes to relationships, sometimes our mouth is always running. This is the culture of opinions. I mean, look at social media. Mm -hmm. People just blow opinions freely, and whether they're substantiated or not. Yes. And so, you know, sometimes, and a lot of opinions are based on half-truths, mm -hmm. and um, we don't have all the information. Think about all the things in the media. We have only half of something, and we just yes. go and throw an opinion. Well, people do that in relationships yes, and do. marriages. And I think if we would learn to be quiet and receptive, we probably would find some of the things that we call verbal abuse. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they aren't that at all. So I'll just throw that and leave it there. But I think there's the giving element that if we put the giving and what we can pour into, yeah. and, and I just want to say this prophetically, because I feel like as I'm saying that, somebody's going to immediately say, but Pastor Brenda, I have given, I have done, I'm doing, and nothing's working. Well, uh, here's the thing. That's where you go to God and say, Father, I, I am, I'm giving, I'm doing. And I promise you, God will show you that yes. there is a harvest for giving always. Yes. And he will bring that harvest. So I wouldn't complain about your giving. Mm -hmm. I would continue to serve. Um, you know, Smith Wigglesworth, many people know of him, mm -hmm. shares the story about when his wife, Polly, was believing God for him to be saved. And if it wasn't for her giving, and at one point he told her, you're not going to church. I don't want you to serve mm -hmm. God. You're not going to do this and that. And he told her, he threatened her, if you go to church, I'm going to lock the door when you get back. Mm -hmm. And he did. He locked her out of the house. And you hear the story about she slept on the porch all mm -hmm. night. Yeah. And he opens the door and she kind of fell in through the door. Mm -hmm. And she jumped up and said, Smith, what would you like for breakfast? Mm -hmm. Now, I thought, Lord, that woman has got a lot of grace. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is she trusted her giving. She trusted God enough that if she gave into the marriage, that God would be her defense. Yeah. And I believe that for somebody right now, you're giving, and I just say this prophetically, there's giving, you're pouring into the relationship yes. and you feel like there's no harvest, nothing's coming back. But I just prophesy right now and I say, the Lord says, hold on. The Lord says, hang on to that. You keep sowing, daughter of God, because there is a harvest that's closer than what you think. And so don't undo your harvest 
by complaining, continue to sow the right things. For the Lord says, I'm in the middle of this and I am being your defense, says the Lord. And there are things that are happening behind the scenes. The enemy is on the run because of the choices, God says, that you have made, the things you've chosen to do that are right. When others have said, forget it, don't do that. Or, But you have held on to the scripture and the Lord says, watch because daughter, you have held on to me and my word and you've been steadfast, the Lord says, see the harvest that's about to come and it'll astound many, many that have criticized your stance. The Lord says, watch, they will be confounded because the blessing of a harvest is around the corner, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, praise God. We're going to go to the next, next question. Am I required to endure criticism from my in-laws? How do I walk in love and maintain a relationship when they are toxic? Someone cannot be toxic towards you if you are at the place where you're untouchable. When you know what God says about you, when you know when you are pleasing your husband and your husband is, he might be too weak to take care of his parents as far as telling them to shut up or whatever. But if he's pleased, and if God is pleased, it doesn't matter who else isn't pleased. You know, and then you just have to pick and choose the times that you just have to go. You don't, you don't have to be up under them all the time. And, um, you know, you have to be, you can love from a distance. Uh, and sometimes some people are, you know, they do portray themselves as unlovable, but everybody is lovable. And uh, the further you get away from them, the more you can love them. Um, but right. you you have to you have to also know uh, realize uh, and know who God says you are, and the one, only person that you're really accountable to is God and your and your husband. Yes. So you need to uh, just make sure that you you keep yourself built up. You know, if you're going to your in-laws' house with your husband, you probably have uh, uh, um, a head start as far as knowing when you're going. Pray up, pray yourself up, yeah. and. And, you know, learning how to trust God, God will shut their mouths. Yes. Well, and if I can undergird that, here's Mm -hmm. the thing. God will shut their mouths. Now, we have to remember, the Bible says in Ephesians 6, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Yes. We have to see that there are demon powers that sometimes yes. drive people. I know it's hard to see when you're seeing their face and their yes. words, but recognizing that there is a war going on in the realm of the spirit. And sometimes yes. the enemy wants to target you. And, and I always say it like this, if I wasn't a threat to the devil, I wouldn't be a target. And sometimes you're just being targeted by evil spirits Mm -hmm. that can use people who maybe they are toxic. And so they just become pawns of the enemy and not because they even know they're doing it. And the enemy has targeted you. I I would also suggest that if you know you're going to be with them or be on the phone with them Mm -hmm. is take the authority or even at times for, you know, you just know the situation. Mm-hmm. I would get up in the realm of the spirit and say, in the name of Jesus, yep. I put a stop 
to those words, the Bible says that no weapon formed against me, Isaiah 54, shall prosper. So I declare in the authority of the name of yes. Jesus that the power of the words are broken. I say that they shall be confounded, that the Bible says that God yes. will confound the words of the wicked. And if they're choosing to submit, even if they're a Christian, but they're choosing to All be right. given to the flesh in wickedness to harm another person with their mouth. I would say in the name of Jesus that that will not affect me. I'm untouchable. I draw a bloodline. I release the hosts of heaven. Hosts go and mm -hmm. stand as a pillar. Come on, think about this. God stood as the cloud by day and the pillar by night between the camp of Israel and the camp of the Egyptians yes. so that the Bible says they could not come at one another. I believe God is, God's not changed. He's the same yesterday, yes. today, and forever. He can stand in between you and those people. Yes. And again, if you dwell on it, you're going to lose your authority. Yes. But if you say, you know what, that's not going to affect me in the authority of Jesus' name. I say that this mm -hmm. toxicity with my in-laws, it stops. It's going to shift in the name of Jesus. We're going to become friends. They're going to love me. Come on, use your words. We know words carry power. Death and yes. life are in the power of the tongue. Yes. And so use that power in your prayer time and say, this thing's going to change in the name of Jesus. Yes. Use your authority. And I believe that God can move on those people in yes. a divine way. And this whole thing can change in Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. So the other thing is that uh, what, she, what she, she said is that once you made that, has said that prayer, you stand on it, then you make them a part of your confession. I thank you, Lord, that my, my in-laws love me. And, yes. and you start talking good things. No, do no longer, after, after your initial prayer on that, no longer do you have anything negative to say about what they do to you. You now begin to speak uh, in faith and in love what you want done in your life as far as they're concerned. And believe God for it and watch God come through and, and, and do it for you. Let's do one more question and... Um, time it's really passed it's really flown it's been good yes i've been on a job for almost five years and i hate it they will not let me advance and everyone is crazy i make 17 dollars an hour there should i just start over or should i ignore the unfair treatment um god doesn't appreciate you being treated like that so you right. what you do need to do is you need to just turn that over to him pray uh spend time praying in the in tongues and follow the peace of god and wherever he leads you, that's what you do. Yes, very that's true. What you do. And, and, and uh, you know, a job is not a marriage. It's a whole different situation. Right. And, you know, God w doesn't want you to stay in an environment when there are plenty of other jobs out there. And if, and, and if the person that is asking that question, or maybe it applies to more than one, mm -hmm. I'll just prophesy to you and say you're going to find a job that's going to treat you better and you're going to make a lot more, more money. money. You're going to be valued and prosperity will come to you. So I just say if you hate being there, don't stay. <laughs> I just say, don't stay. God's got something better for you. Yes, he does. And uh, so, but you have to be, make sure that you do what you need to do as far as uh, getting yourself in the position that you need to be in. And, and yes, God will pro uh, provide you a better job. So you'll know, for instance, when, when that job shows up or when he puts you on that job, it's not going to be an even job. And it's not going to be a 17 hour job. It'll be a better job. Amen. And I know you're thinking, well, it'd be better just if they treat me right. 
Well, God's going to have put you somewhere where you're treated right and you're paid better. So just get before God, spend that time before God, follow his, because he'll lead you to the job to apply for. So That's you right. need to uh, follow the peace and of God. And be a good employee. I just yes. say it like that. You right. know, right now, the work ethic in the culture, we're back to the culture where yes. that's gone down. Be the best employee. Be on time. Be reliable. Yes. If you're a timely employee, your boss, I promise you, they'll love you. And <laughs> at least for that. But yes. be a good worker and you'll always flourish. Amen. Praise God. So um, thank you for being with us today. Brenda, thank you so much. Thank um, you for having me. Ladies, thank you for joining us for today's episode of Woman to Woman. We will see you all next week. God bless you. And remember that God loves you and I love you too. questions you've had about dating, marriage, and friendships have gone unanswered, this book will put these questions to rest and put you on solid ground in your interpersonal relationships. Do you want to learn how to navigate successfully through life's changing seasons with its crossroads and uncharted waters? Find the information you need for a happy journey in establishing godly relationships through marriage and family. Order your copy today.